testing testing one two one two this is this is the let's do sports top five roundup where we discuss the top five stories in sports from the past week uh first of all like i always say how's your day been i hope it's been great mine has been okay uh Nothing bad has happened, but it's not like a, a a day that I just find so, you know, interesting per se. But uh, I hope your day is doing is good. I hope you'll have even better days. But we're going to start with the first story, and that is the ALCS, the Astros versus the Rangers. This is the battle for Texas. Honestly. This is uh, a really good series. It started rough for the Astros. They lost the first game 2-0 in Houston. Then they lost the second game uh, 5-4 in Houston. But when we talk about the second the the second game specifically, the first game it seemed like both teams were uh, kind of getting a feel for the, uh, everyone's pitching and and tempo. But uh, whoops. In the second game specifically, it seemed as though the Astros just let the lead get out in front of them. And if they were able to, if there was just like an inning or two left, they were going to make something happen. Because the game ended 5-4, but that had a lot to do with the Rangers bending, bending, and bending, and bending even more but not breaking and that was good for that game but next game 8-5 Astros they beat the Rangers in Arlington and what was a pretty dominant game the Astros also bent but not as bad as the Rangers bent and then last night the Astros beat the Rangers in Arlington 10-3 when I tell you that this game was not even close uh it was a terrible showing for the Rangers, especially at the in the, at this point in the season. They need to get more done. The series is now tied. As we are speaking, the third, the fifth game, I should say, is happening right now, and we're about to just get a live update on what the score is of the game right now. At the top of the fifth, the Houston Astros are up one zero against. The Texas Rangers in Arlington. This, if that holds, you get three to Houston, and they have two games left at home. It is, it's looking rough for the Rangers. I do believe this series will will go to seven. I think both teams are just very talented. The Rangers got off hot. At the perfect time in the season, right for the playoffs, they were a hot team. So we'll see if they can get a game back and we, and we see seven. I'm not sure. But for for sure, the Astros have a lot of momentum. And then the second thing for sure is Max Scherzer should not be playing. Apparently, that dude has been out. Apparently, he's been out. And they have him starting pitching. And all the Astros do is just lead on his pitches and they take that lead and they run with it the rest of the game. Max Scherzer, 
you are the reason that this series might only go six. I hope it goes seven. I really want to see seven games of this uh, baseball series. It's a great series. But if he does it, if he keeps doing that, I don't know. But shout out to uh, also Jordan Alvarez from the Strohs because I think he just broke a record for uh, runs in the playoffs or is at least on par with uh, a record. So good for him. Uh, and we'll just give you a little update. The NLCS has the Phillies up 2-1 on the Diamondbacks, which is, I would have liked the Diamondbacks. I like the Diamondbacks. Uh, I'm a Diamondback guy. Not not really like a, I'm not a fan, but I do like the Diamondbacks. So I hope uh, they can get back into it. Getting to the next story, we are going to talk about Michigan football, not Michigan State football. We are talking about Michigan football, and that is the sign-stealing allegations against them. Now, I will say they are allegations. There are, There is nothing. I've made it clear that they're allegations. We're not going to state these as their facts. And it's funny, we just came off of a story about the Astros and the Rangers, and now we're talking about sign stealing again. I feel like I feel like it's deja vu at this point. But yes, the um, uh, Michigan, the University of Michigan football team, it has been uh, called called on for sign stealing. It was first reported by Yahoo Sports in October of this year. So not too so October of this year, earlier this month. That's what I should have said. Earlier this month, and now the NCAA has confirmed that they are going to open in on an investigation of this. Uh, from what we know, the NCAA rules prohibit uh, in-person advanced scouting opponents. We know for a fact that sign stealing is not illegal in any sport. It's actually a skill if, if we're going to get into it. The... The issue is the in-person scouting. Like, you can't send a scout from your team to their team to just watch them play. You know what I mean? To learn signs and things like that. We've seen this thing. We've seen these things with, I think, especially the Patriots in uh, pro football. I remember they got caught with the Bengals, uh, sign stealing on the Bengals. But, um... Yeah, I think that's the closest thing to it, that sign stealing on the Bengals, uh, the Patriots sign stealing on the Bengals. But if they are, if the, if the Michigan Wolverines are found to be guilty, it will obviously be realized that they have violated the NCAA rules and they could, uh, probably face most likely fines and probation. Maybe a bull ban. I don't think the bull ban will come. But you never know. Um, I know Jim Hardball has said, has denied everything, which is fine. Like, he, if, even if he did, even if he did, he wasn't going to say that they did, that they have stolen signs. That's just not what a coach would do. That's not what a guy on a team would do. Um, how I see it, uh, first of all, I keep seeing these these people say that Jim Harbaugh, Jim, poor Jim Harbaugh, who makes millions of dollars a year, is is being attacked by the NCAA. Oh my God, that's not what's happening here. If they are, someone has probably tipped them off on something that they 
is fair to do, but isn't the right thing to do. You know what I mean? So this isn't this also isn't like a thing with the Astros, which I still to this day, I, I don't think we know. Actually, we know that the Astros were not as the Yankees were basically proven that they have stolen signs since then. So we, we know that Astros aren't the only ones that stole, uh, stole signs, but they were the first ones, and they were the only ones dumb enough to get caught stealing the signs. So do I think uh, Michigan will get found on? Unless there's something concrete, uh, I don't believe that they, anything would really happen, if I'm being honest. I, th- I think the the... I think it'll be an investigation. I think they'll get into they'll uncover some stuff maybe we should have known that we don't know, but I don't think they'll get caught on science stealing just because I think you need like a lot. Like the reasons the Astros were were um caught on it was because they got caught with a lot, you know what I mean? And you need to get caught with a lot. So, we're not sure. I'm not sure what the result will go, but I don't think my mind says I don't think that, you know, anything big will come out of that. But you never know. Moving on, we we go on to UFC 294. What an event this is going to be. We have we for we started the card off. The card was 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 uh, a lot of brazil versus russia and though you still get a lot of that on the main card the two main events the co-main event and the main event those fights have been changed up charles dubronx Oliveira was set to face islam makachev in a rematch for the usc lightweight championship or the lightweight title but uh charles Oliveira received a cut i think over the brow and the issue with cuts is they they will most likely be reopened in the fight and you don't want a fighter struggling with a cut and also having to fight so uh he pulled out of the fight and in steps alexander volkanovsky and now he's going to get a rematch for the lightweight championship against Islam Makachev. A lot of people argue that Volk won the fight. I don't believe Volk won the fight. I don't believe Alexander Volkanovsky won the first fight against Islam Makachev. I do think it was a close fight. And I do think the fight the fight could have gone either way. But I, I still don't believe that he won, if you get what I mean. Like, when you rewatch the fight, at least... In my opinion, I don't believe that he did enough to win, but some people argue he did. This is going to be an interesting fight because uh, Volk has gone on interview saying that he hasn't trained much since um, his last fight, which is a bit worrying, I'll be honest. But it, the most worrying thing is Alexander Volkanovsky is the champion of the featherweight division, which is 10 pounds less than the lightweight division. And if you know anything about fighting or boxing, you know these guys cut weight. They all cut weight to make uh uh one fifty five which is lightweight or one forty five which is featherweight. 
So when they go into that cage, they're probably fighting 15 or 20 pounds over the weight limit, if you get what I mean, which is legal, which is legal because all you have to do is make weight for that day. So I do believe that Islam will get the win just because he's going to be such a bigger guy in that cage. He's not going to, uh, Volk is not going to be, you know, above weight like he was in their first fight. He's going to be probably stepping in that cage at max, maybe 160. Like, and that's max, not 160, 170. And that's max 170. So I don't believe, uh, this one is going to be cl- as close as the last one was, but you never know. And now we see what was originally scheduled to be the USC middleweight fight, which was going to be Paulo Costa versus uh, Hamzat Chemaev. That has now also incurred a change of opponent because Paulo Costa suffered an injury, I think, on his elbow, which was terrible because Costa has just not been active and he needed this fight to stay active he has not been i don't think his last fight happened last year i'm pretty sure or if it was this year earlier this year against luke rockhold so uh who and the person that has stepped in is former welterweight champion kamaru usman that is a great replacement and i hope i hope that kamaru can get this uh make make this an interesting fight because what i what i worried about paulo is that he was going to get taken down and controlled because marvin vittori did that to paulo uh which was a fight he had before this and he just got taken down controlled and that was the fight that that's no fun like that that just really isn't any fun to watch but with this fight we have two uh really good wrestlers Hamza, who does know combat sambo, and uh, Kamaru Usman, who was a D2, uh, Division 2 NCAA wrestling champion, and like I said, former welterweight champion of the UFC, he's now stepping up, welterweight is 15 pounds more, not just 10 like Volk- Volkanovski is stepping up, he's stepping up 15 pounds, so he's probably going to be facing a Kamza Chamayev that is around 190 to 200 pounds and he himself might be around 180 maybe 185 he's not uh, he's gonna be smaller in there for sure i think both of these dudes have proven that they have good uh work on their feet good striking but i don't know if uh comes uh comes has enough I do believe he will win. I I think eventually he will be able to take Usman down. He's going to control him. He might get a submission. We're not sure, but we will uh, know on Saturday night, which will be a good night of fighting. Like I said, Alexander Volkanovsky versus Islam. I have Islam and Usman uh, versus uh, Hamza. I have Hamza Chemaev to win. For a bit of our last stories, we will talk about KSI versus Tommy Fury. This was a crossover boxing fight that had Tommy Fury, who is a pro boxer. Not really. He does have, I think, up to 10 pro pro boxing fights against a lot of very lower level opponents. But who really cares? And then you'll also see 
and then we have KSI, who has had, I think, about five boxing fights at this point. I think only one of them was a pro fight, if I'm pretty honest. Or if not, most of them have been, like, exhibition. He's won them. He, I think he, he won every single fight except the first, to this point, uh, except the Logan Paul, the first fight he had against Logan Paul, another influencer, YouTuber, now WWE superstar. They drew their first fight. So in this fight, it was a very... It wasn't nice to look at. The fight was not interesting. What I noticed was uh, KSI was just going to go for a jab straight, a one-two. And if he didn't get it, he was going to immediately clinch. That's ex- That was his plan from the get-go. He was going to shoot in, shoot in one, two. If you're seeing this on, on the video, this is my 10 out of 10 demonstration of it. He was going to hit that. That. But actually, I'm doing it wrong because I'm 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 uh left-handed when it comes to that. So he's gonna jab left straight with the right. He has a karate stance, so it's it it's pretty swinging. So he he usually gets his all in there, like all the power he has, he he gets it in there. Um, and if he did, if he missed, he went straight for the hug, straight for the clinch. And it was interesting to see because even though that was happening, uh, Tommy Fury and his team, it was just, it was weird that that happened, that that was like, like they didn't have a, a plan for that, if you get what I'm saying. they I think they thought because of KSI's last performance, the last boxing fight KSI had was against this guy called... um. Oh my god, his name is not coming to me. That's crazy. Let's let's find it right quick, actually. I can't remember his name. Joe Fournier. Joe, Joe Fournier. He won the last fight against Joe Fournier, which he didn't really win. He got... Uh, it was a no contest because the elbow... Ended up knocking out Joe Fournier, not a punch. But in that fight, he proved he could get in there with a, a, a pro boxer, per se. You know what I mean? Before that, he fought a guy named Faze Temper, who he knocked out. So we know KSI has power. I think the Furies thought that he was just going to try to play that same game with Tommy. And Tommy didn't really have much to do other than a few jabs, a few straights. And he worked in the clinch. The fight was ugly. If you watch it, you know what I'm talking about. What I will say is. When the fight ended. I thought of a draw. Then I realized. A point was taken from Tommy Fury. But then I also thought. Well, that doesn't guarantee. That the round that KSI that the round that Tommy Fury got a point taken away because he he was hitting KSI on the back of the head the when that was happening um when the point was taken away I was like well who's to say KSI won that round we don't know who won that round at the end of the day it's it's up to the the ref's decision so what we got back from them was one judge scored the fight 56 57 56 Tommy Fury Second judge, 
57-57 draw and the third judge 57-56 Tommy Fury what it was revealed a few days later was that apparently one judge added uh, a scorecard wrong and the one that was a draw actually was another result for a Tommy Fury win 57-56 that would mean what I don't know the exact math on it right but that would mean because what we know for facts right because it was six round fight what I, what I have known and what the general opinion has been is that KSI for sure won the first round and Tommy Fury won round three and four rounds three and four now with the round that had points taken off I believe that that was a tie round but if it wasn't okay KSI won that round right so now you have a 10-8 round for Tom for KSI a 10-9 round for KSI two 10-9 rounds for Tommy Fury and so what the debate is is if in the last two rounds did Tommy Fury win both rounds now I I know for a fact he won one because it is argued that he won one of those the issue is did he win one more did he win five or six did he win both five and six I should say now I do argue that the round where the point deduction happened I don't think he's good I don't think what my my guess is a lot of the judges didn't did not score that for a KSI win for that round but I digress. Net, uh, KSI has stated and I think has gone through with they will be appealing the fight result. They're going to appeal the fight result. I don't see how he wins because with appeals, it rarely happens in pro boxing. Rarely do you see a pro boxer appeal and win the appeal. So I what I've noticed is a lot of these influencers, they think that just because they're bigger names or something that the appeal will go through and things are right. And that's just not that's just not the world in boxing. So what I believe is I think Tommy Fury won the fight. I think KSI uh is being a bit of a sore loser, but I mean if he really truly, truly believes he won the fight. Then he won the fight. You know what I mean? Then then he can appeal is what I mean. If he truly believes he won the fight, he, he should be able to appeal. I don't think he'll get anything from it. I think we're going to still see Tommy Fury as him, as the guy that beat KSI. And I think that's where that door is going to close. What I will say is moving on to the final story is where does influencer or crossover boxing go from here? Um, Tommy Fury basically beat both of the biggest stars in this uh, form of boxing. He beat Jake Paul in Saudi Arabia, and now he beat KSI in the UK. And so I think the scene itself does take a bit of a credibility dive, cred credibility dive, because they lost to a dude who isn't high level in boxing. He's been boxing since he was a kid, but he's not a high level boxer. So they they lost that, and so the issue is where where do we get the credibility back? 
Um, I think first of all, Jake and and KSI just need to fight each other because that's end game. That that's where they that's the last that's the biggest fight you can make in crossover boxing at this moment. Um, so I think the scene itself should stay healthy. The scene is healthy. The scene will stay healthy, but I don't know how many, how longer it ha- how much longer it has. Now apparently they re-signed a deal with uh. What is the the zone? I think five years, but I don't know if they resigned it last year or this year. I'm guessing it's this year though. Um, so they have till 2028. You know what I mean? If I think that might be the the most it go. I just don't see. It. I don't see it like continuing afterward. I think people will get bored of it. But it's gonna be an interesting uh, thing to see. And I hope it does good. I think it gives a lot of new boxing fans. Because what we noticed was these these boxing fans, they, they were geezers. A lot of these these boxing fans were older dudes uh, that just just watched. Like, they just watched boxing. You know what I mean? They spent money on boxing. But uh, now we get we get older. Now we get younger kids getting into boxing and then from there they can go on to tr- more traditional boxing they can watch fighters like Javante Davis they can vo- watch fighters like Shakur Stevenson they can watch fighter like fighters like Devin the Dream Haney watch fighters like that but the entrance is probably going to now be from uh crossover boxing so hopefully like i said these these two um scenes especially crossover boxing can stay and hopefully we get more interesting fights. Technically, we have a cross. Cr- they're both professional athletes, but Francis Ngannou is facing uh, what's his name, uh, Tyson Fury, the older brother of Tommy Fury. Um, both of those uh, gentlemen will be facing each other, and that's pretty much crossover boxing. Francis Ngannou made his name not in boxing, but in the UFC. So the more fights we get like this, the more the scene grows and the more opportunity there is to get new fans. And I hope it stays healthy. So that's my my word on that. Um, that's it for the top five round. That, 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 I thought that was a good episode. I thought that was a good place to end off of it. Um, hopefully, everyone continues having a good day. Uh, let, let's look at this right quick since we're... Uh, Doing this right into the ALCS game. Oh no! As 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 I speak, it is now tied one one. Astros versus Rangers at the top of the six. So when we were looking, just one inning changes it all. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. But uh, that's it. it. This has been the top five roundup. I'm your host JJ Rivera. I hope you have a great day. Hope you have a blessed rest of your day and have a good one.